Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. That's why I created Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. Really, in the, in the year of pandemic, you have to understand that you need relationships, you need people to believe in you, and as you develop those relationships, they will go beyond 2020 into 2021. My next guest is a is, is a survivor, is a trooper, is a, is a, is a, is a, as they say, has a sultry voice, is has a voice that I don't have, by the way. My next guest is Will Downing, with a career that spans 32 years in the music business and 23 albums to his credit. The Prince of Sophisticated Soul has a repertoire that consists of signature interpretations of R&B classics like I Go Crazy, Wishing on a Star, and I Try, with original hits A Million Ways, Sorry I, and the show-stopping duet with Rachel Farrell, Nothing Has Ever Felt Like This. Will is discussing his release of his latest music project, So Many Good Die Young, a moving and powerful tribute song and video, as well as current events such as being an artist in the pandemic, coping with work stoppage, hosting his popular weekly radio show, The Wind Down. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. I've seen him many times on stage in Houston, Texas at the Arena Theater, my man, Will Downing. How you doing, sir? Pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. I mentioned good, the, I mentioned I, I threw back some history on you. Uh, the Houston, Texas. That's where I'm born and raised. Many times I've seen you in concert at the Arena Theater. Tell everybody what the Arena Theater is and some of the complications that it presents for a performer like you. <laughs> well, uh, first and foremost, good to see you. Yes, sir. Uh, I always love playing in the Houston area and, and Houston. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I started my first show there was at like Rockefellers many, many, yes. many, many, many years oh, wow. ago. Wow, 450 yeah. seats. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. Oh, yeah. I just looked this way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, my, my mind sort of works a little bit. Oh, Washington the Avenue. Arena, I know exactly where Rockefellers oh, is at. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Arena Theater, uh, for those who don't know, it's a theater in the round. It's one of the few that still exist in the in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in New York, and, uh, and I think maybe the Arena might be the only. Oh, there's another one in. in in Arizona, right. But what I was gonna say is a theater. It's a it's a stage that rotates, mm-hmm. so it rotates very slowly. So when you're performing, it's like, oh, there's that lady, and you right. spin around and like, there's that lady again. <laughs> yes. There's that lady. Again. So it's a rotating stage. Seats about three thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you have to entertain because mm-hmm. basically you have to kind of cater to everyone. Right. It's not like you're looking at them, you know, head on. It's like you got to turn around and look this way, then look this way, and Absolutely. try to feel make everyone engaged. So it's, it's a it's an interesting concept, but if you're a good entertainer, uh, it's it's a perfect you know setting. Absolutely. Well, you know, when we when you talk about your career and uh, being a singer and uh, you in a time, I don't know, would you consider the times we are living in right now with the pandemic and with the social unrest that's going about? Because I want to get to your song, So Many Good Die Young, and include some social unrest conversation in that in that tremendous song. Where is it as an artist emotionally? Where are you at right now, Will Downing? 
Well, you know what? I think that as artists, and I can speak for uh, some of my other artist friends mm-hmm. because we talk often, uh, it's a roller coaster ride. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were riding high for a long time. I mean, you know, work was plentiful. Right. And then all of a sudden in March, this thing just sort of hit. Right. And most of us were kind of thinking like, oh, you know, we'll be out of work for maybe a month or so, right. you know, and then we'll get <laughs> yes. back. Yes. And here we are in you know, November mm-hmm. and the, even the horizon, you know, that, right. that light at the end of the tunnel, looks very dim. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, probably, you know, the mid part of 2021 before we get back to work. So in the meantime, you know, we have to make do with what we have mm-hmm. and find a new way. Right. When you so, say a new you know, way, finding a new because way you're an entrepreneur. It's been challenging for some yeah. and interesting for others. Right. So when you say, because look, a lot of people look at a singer and doesn't realize a singer or a performer like you, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person. And so when you're looking at the business, you have to put together a budget and other people depend on your your touring, your revenue that you bring to the right. table. Like I said, we all expected it to be, as, as well as I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur on a business in Atlanta, Georgia. I have, I have employees that look to me to deliver a paycheck at least twice a month when they expected right. to pay their own personal bills. And so when they when they told us to shut down for two months, I thought like you, we, up in May, we'd be back up and running. But then when all the advertising industry said, hey, we're going to go away for the second quarter and then the third quarter, and then we look now where we see the pandemic is spiking again. You know, we're over 150 cases per day. So that's what you're right. saying is that when it looks like it may be a potential to get turn around and live venues start opening back up and featuring consistent. There are some venues out there that are open, but it's inconsistent because of the fact that are people willing or comfortable to go back into arenas? Because right now the movie industry is, is dying because people are not comfortable with going into movie theaters. So what do you think is the big push that's going to make a difference? Is it the vaccine or you think a, a comfort zone with people accepting the responsibility of wearing masks? Well, I think it's a combination of both. And unfortunately, uh, you know, people of color have been used as guinea pigs for, you know, these vaccines in the past and Mm -hmm. it hasn't really worked out well for us. So I'm assuming that a (laughs) lot of folks are sort of like, you know, I think I'm going to wait, you know, and and see what happens to, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. other folks and and see how this, you know, see how this vaccine works. So. and then plus, you know, for my demographic, you know, right. my demographic is slightly older. Mm-hmm. Um, that you'd have to, oh yeah, get out of here. <laughs> we, we know that we'll, but you're telling the truth, you know, because I'm gonna tell you when the, when the, when the uh, pandemic hit in Atlanta, Georgia, eight out of the ten cases that were in the hospital were African Americans, and so right. that is why when I look at it, the whole situation right now, you know, that's why Donald Trump was out there campaigning. They didn't want to say it, but they know who it's been affecting. It's affecting right. people of color, right. uh, people over 65, and that wasn't his base. Right. And so right. so he was just out there flaunting it. Again, his base can get COVID-19, but not like right. at the risk of like we can get it. And I say we mean people of color, African-Americans, right. especially when you say eight out of 10 cases. So they all right. know from a standpoint that, you know, that's why I, that that. The, the minority community, when I include the minority, include the Latinos, but this is our audience. And so, you right. know, our audience dollars already stretched anyway, Will. And right. so when you right. have us right. having to deal with, you know, uh, no stimulus package, uh, uh, venues that are not available for us to perform in, when I say us, right. you know, right. I, I, I book venues, I book talent, I've been a 
for talent myself as a stand-up comic. So I know what it takes and what it what it means when you go out there with these venues opportunities, venue opportunities. You make a difference when you used to come into Houston because that venue was open and then people right. worked the ticket booth. People did the ticket, uh, you know, did sold drinks. And so you are like a machine and you are a revenue generator, not only for the for yourself personally, for the city of Houston. You know, you flew into right. town, you know, you had car service, you had hotels. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know if you right. look at yourself in that perspective. So as you go from town to town, you just moving, you just bringing your little revenue generating behind from each city and you're making a difference in the community and that's not happening well, yeah. anymore. And that's a really big deal. Do you, rec- do you well, yeah, recognize I mean, your responsibility there? Yeah, there, there's certainly a domino theory that, yes. you know, that you're speaking of, you know, um, as you said, you know, I have eight employees that I, you know, eight folks that travel with me. So right. eight band members who rely on me, in some cases, not exclusively right. to to feed their family because musicians kind of jump from, you know, artist to artist mm-hmm. uh, and they make it work in their calendar somehow so that no one gets screwed, you know, so if, right. if I'm performing you know, uh, <laughs> more than likely there's someone that they're working with is not hitting at the same time or around mm-hmm. the same, uh, same, same weekend. So we can get the same folks. So needless to say, eight or nine people I employ, uh, and they, you know, when this thing hit, they were looking at me like, you know, Hey, you want to take this chance? And as you just said, you know, this disproportionately hits our community. And as I was uh, saying earlier, the age demo for us, if, even if they did open up the venues now, Right. If a lot of the people that come to my concerts check off all those boxes, you know, high blood pressure of a certain age, uh, you know, had pre-existing uh, um, conditions. Mm-hmm. So if someone were coming to the arena theater to come see me and if someone sneezed, people would be running up them aisles to get the freak out. <laughs> Unfortunately, of yes, yes. And yes, not to mention... Yes. The, yes. the the potential and, lawsuits. And, and Will, you that, might be running off the stage. <laughs> I might be running off the stage. I say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Sneeze. Good night. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it. it's just a risk that uh, right now mm-hmm. uh, is, I don't think that's a smart thing to do. Um, I think everyone just has to be patient. You know what I mean? I know we've been patient for some time. Right. And yes, we are. It looks like we are going into some form of uh, of a second lockdown. Right. But even with that, I mean, you're nothing without your health. Absolutely. So, you know, health comes you, you got to you got to be patient. Just, you know, take your time with it. Well, we, I want to I want to shift gears and go to the uh, this new inspirational uh, single. Uh, so many good die young. You know, uh, I think that. um we were really, really stunned by the the death of Kobe and his daughter Gigi mm-hmm. earlier this year. I think the world was stunned. Uh, uh, you know, from a, I have a daughter, so I was affected emotionally because I know right. how much my daughter means to me. And he died with his daughter, and right. she was right. kind of like his a uh, his 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 a uh, uh, female version of of him. You know, she played basketball. Right, right, right. right so she right. loved her daddy. You know what I'm saying? Not saying the other daughters didn't love him either, but but so many people. And I saw it and I saw the video and I and I looked at it again and it includes a lot of individuals that, you know, when I realized that Aaliyah, she died when she was twenty two. I forgot about right. it. Yeah. She was that young. Right. And Tupac was twenty five. 
I was yeah. like, wow, you know, and you know, yeah. you have Whitney Houston. But before I jump too early into it, just talk about walk us through the steps of that song coming about. Uh, so many good die young. It was released November eleventh, and um, one of the main reasons we are interviewing you today is to let people know about that song and get the word out and people start downloading and, and, and start living with it and listening yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, well, th thank you very much. Um, yeah, once again, the song is entitled So Many Good Die Young. And the inspiration for it was I'm working with uh, one of my band members. We've been doing the last like, about four or five records together. And we were doing this record and I just said, you know, we need something with a little bit more substance. We're missing a song. You know, I've pretty much been recording an album since we've been off. Right. And, you know, and listening to what we've had, I said, man, we, you know, we got all the dance stuff. Mm -hmm. We got all the, you know, we got all the love songs. I said, mm -hmm. we need a song of some substance. And he mm -hmm. said, I'm working on something right now that's, um, it's it's sad. He said, but it's a beautiful song. He said, you want to hear it? He said, I just started on it. Mm -hmm. And he started playing me So Many Good Die Young. Mm -hmm. And together we kind of penned uh, this song. The inspiration for it was the passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman you know, which right. was a shock to the world as well. I mean, no one knew that he was sick mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of hit us all hard. And then it got both of us thinking, like how many other people have died at this early age? Mm -hmm. And as you said, you know, people like Aaliyah, um, Prince, Michael mm -hmm. Jackson was, was 50, mm -hmm. Tupac, 25. Mm -hmm. Hell, uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm were only 39. Mm-hmm. Then you and went you back and hit my man they, Marvin Gaye, 44. I went, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. At 39, both of them gentlemen changed the world. Yes, they did. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it makes you look at yourself and what you're doing with your life and how mm -hmm. you're living your everyday and mm -hmm. all those old sayings that you used to hear your, your aunts and your uncles and your right. grandparents and your parents say, like, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Live every day like it's your last. All of a sudden, it's sort of like, Bing, all that stuff starts to make sense to you and you might start taking life a little bit more seriously and enjoying life and uh, also adding something to society and giving something back you know what i mean leaving your mark you know with the uh, advent of the internet which in my opinion is one of the greatest inventions right. ever made the great <laughs> one of the greatest top but it is also one of the worst right Mm -hmm. There's so much information out there that misinformation now, and when yeah when when something happens in the world today mm -hmm. if someone passes away right. it's almost like like we've become desensitized right. it's kind of like you're here mm -hmm. and then you're not right, <laughs> right. you know right. so you're a blurb on a on a feed you know if you're on one of the social media platforms you see it so and so passed away today and it's like right. oh my god this is terrible and then it rolls up a little bit. And then it's like you literally just forgot You're not trending anymore. who we were hey, talking Will, about. You know, and, Will, you know, when you I was looking at anything. the video, when I was watching it, listening to the song, you know, it, it's a lot of things going on in there. You know, like I said, you know, because, you know, we have Kobe in there. We had Chadwick, you know, his, his untimely death. You know, we have Marvin right. Gaye. You have, you know, uh, civil rights leaders, uh, uh, Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X. And then you had uh, Tupac in there. And then you got current even more current george floyd's in there 
Breonna right. Taylor's in there. So right. in, 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 in putting the, in the inspiring layers together, because that's, that's a lot of different things going on there. You know, when you have something right. with Michael Jackson in there and Prince in there, you know, you could have went all, all Luther Vandross is in there. And so I, I've right. seen this video several times, Will, so I can, I can just start rattling <laughs> off, you know, my boy, I saw Gerald Levert, I almost, I, and Sean, I, I took a seat back because Gerald's death was a shocker too, Gerald Levert. That, uh, and so when I, when I, yeah. when I, it could have been all music, okay? Because mm -hmm. you have Whitney and Aaliyah. What made you start crossing genres as far as, you know, because Chadwick and Kobe, Kobe sports, Chadwick is acting, and then the uh, the death of the, the civil rights that led to major civil unrest in the city of Louisville is Breonna right. Taylor and George Floyd right. out of Minnesota. When did you start saying, you know something, I'm going to include everybody. I have to make sure this message goes across board and I'm not going to make it just a celebrity driven piece. Well, I decided to do that because all of these people really meant something to the world and changed the world. Right. I mean, no one, you know, the average person didn't know who George Floyd was. Right. And then all of a sudden the world is looking at the TV and they're seeing this officer with his knee on his neck. And then right. all of a sudden people around the world got it. Like, Okay, you know, maybe maybe we are leaning a little bit too hard on people of color. Right. You know, and it made the world pay attention. They had right. demonstrations around the world. Mm -hmm. So it changed, it changed all of our thinking. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 numbers eight four six and the time, eight minutes and forty-six seconds, all of a sudden means something to everyone around the world. It'll almost be as iconic as nine eleven. Yes. You know, so when you think of something like that. That's big. And you need to speak on that and let people know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it's funny in the video and it's not funny, but in, in the video, I put um, the officer, you know, I put his picture in the video and some and some people comment and say, hey, why'd you put a space in this? Like, I never want you to forget how this young man passed away. It was not of natural causes. Right. You know, I always want you to, as, as young folks say, stay woke. I want you to stay awake, stay woke. Mm -hmm. You know, keep your eyes open. This man took this young man's life at this early age. Right. But in a, in a warped sort of a way, he's become a martyr, right. you know, because now people are awake. Every time they see that, they'll kind of like, you know, maybe they'll they'll treat people that don't look like them a little differently, you know, and they'll wake up and kind of like, oh, maybe I should give this person an opportunity. Maybe I shouldn't be so nasty. Maybe right. I shouldn't. You know what I mean? Let's treat each other a little bit more fairly. So, you know, that that's why I left that in there. So everyone that's on that video has changed the world yes. in some sort of a way. Right. From a musical standpoint, from an acting standpoint, from a, I right. think Kobe, from a, from a parenting standpoint, as well as a sports right. figure, you know, Hall of Fame career that he had with the LA Lakers. But like I said, right. you know, that's why I, I, I was really, you know, uh, notorious B.I.G. in it. You, you really got a lot of people in this, in this, in this, in this uh, video. And it really uh, it took me down memory lane. And also like when you go from Luther, you go to Tupac, you go to notorious right, B.I.G. Right. And then when you look at some of, you know, it's tragic because you know Tupac was killed, you know, by, by drive-by situation. Same thing with Notorious right. B.I.G. So a lot of these individuals right. were victimized, and Marvin Gaye was killed by his brother. So a right. lot of the individuals father, were victimized yeah. by circumstances that 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 they didn't even see coming, or, or, right. or didn't even have control of. It wasn't natural causes, you know. You know, we know right. Aaliyah was through a, a plane crash, and so 
that's the, they didn't get a chance to live their lives to the to the fullest because they all died young and that's the right. name of the song so many good die young that right now right. you can see it on youtube uh it was released november 11th i'm gonna put it in my newsletter this week will i go out to 90,000 subscribers if you don't mind i like you know put a little, put, put a few more views on it from from the uh money making conversation side <laughs> hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> from, from your lips to God's ears. I mean, the, the, the another interesting thing about the song, and I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Oh, no, no. But but first a, of all, Will, first of all, Will, you know, you family here. Money Making Conversation. Well, well, that, well, it's about family because well, I want to talk about more about your, your greatest accomplishments and because, you know, the thing about it, and you creating relationships and you know the value of relationships. And I created this platform because of the fact that I wanted individuals to come on here, talk about their music, but also talk about their careers and talk about their brands because you are iconic in this industry. You, you oh, know, when I say you, iconic, man. there's longevity tied to your success. You know what thank I'm saying? You, thank you, and thank so, you. And I appreciate so, that. I, I would just to let you know, people always say, that, you know, everybody wants to be a singer. It's hard, man, to come into a city and convince somebody to take food off their table and go buy a ticket to come see you. That's a gift. <laughs> That's a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true, man. My, uh, my father... Uh, he passed away five years ago mm -hmm. when I told him, you know, many, 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 many years ago that this is what I want to do for a living. One of the first things that came out of his face was, you know, well, you know, everybody can sing, everybody can dance, everybody can play sports. <laughs> what makes you special? What makes you think people gonna spend their hard earned money mm -hmm. to come see you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I mean, and, and I laugh about it now, but back then it was very serious. And I remember as I was coming up, right. I started out in the clubs. Um, like around New York and he would come and he'd come to like a, you know, two or 300 seater. And, you know, he kind of got it then. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah, this is cool. And then one time I played Carnegie hall hmm. and he came to Carnegie hall and he's like, well, you know, well, well, well who else is on the show? I'm like, I said, I said no, no dad. It's just me. He said, well, you telling me all these people are coming to see you. Yes. <laughs> I said, yeah, Dad. So you just need me and your mama to come to fill some seats. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, Dad, I said, I think it's sold out to come see you. I said, yeah. So <laughs> I I can see him from the stage. So I come walking out on stage right. and my father does this. This is the funniest thing ever. I see him and I start singing and people are uh, applauding and he's doing this. He's looking back in the audience. Yeah. Like y'all paid your money to see him, <laughs> so I'm like, Dad, I'm gonna kill you. But it was it was the moment that he kind of got it. You, you know, know like you know, and you I know, can relate to that. Started because... spending their money, and people were singing along. And he's like, oh, Okay, well, you know, yeah, I, I guess you know, I, I guess you are kind of doing. Said, yeah, Absolutely, because it, it, my father it was, was the same moment, way. You know? My father was the same way because I, I did stand up comedy, so he didn't he didn't even remotely understand how that was going to be a possible success. Right turn for me and it wasn't in, and I bought a club in uh Houston Texas in 1992 and so um he came in and he looked around he said this you and he walked into the room we see about 350 people it was sold out people was a line outside the door with people who couldn't get in to see me he said they come here to see you so I know exactly when you take a person who is blue collar true and true Okay, right. entertainment is you know back day that was Sammy Davis Jr. You know what I'm saying? That was right. that was a Pearl Bailey. You know, to him, you know, right. that was that, that right. was the star. Nat, you know, Nat King Cole, dude. Gee, right. his boy, 
His boy to be a Carnegie Hall. This white folks right. country here. Now, this white folks country, I know exactly where he was at now. And that's in, if anybody knows Carnegie Hall is in Manhattan. It's one of the, uh-huh. you know, the classic venues, man. Uh, if you, right. it's one of the venues when you start making it in this business. You know, you know, if you play Carnegie Hall, you know, if you play, uh, like if you get really big, play the, you know, play the Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden, play, uh, or something like that. You know, right. play any place right. like the Fox, any of the Fox theaters. You know, right. and you sell right. those bad boys out. Your career is on fine wine lane, right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You you saying something? So it it was a it was an aha moment, and it's and it's also good to know that people do you know spend their hard earned money to come see you. You know, it right. is it's tough out here. You know, and and you know people have responsibilities. They have children. They have bills. You right. know, and for someone to kind of say, I'm going to take my money and go see this person right you know that means a lot well I, a lot. my whole thing that uh like i said uh, with you taking the time to come on money making conversation will is that you know your, your brand is like i said uh you know you're so humble but believe me when i hear i try you know you know you sitting on that stool i can see that video right now you know you're sitting on that stool <laughs> with that suit on black and white but I, will Wilson, this boy do remember too he remember too much <laughs> 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 I try. Hey, you know listen, what I'm saying? See, Will, I can't sing, but I can be you, though. You know what I'm saying? I can <laughs> I can imagine myself being you because of the <laughs> fact that your gifts, your talent, man, you 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 you've given us a sound that relaxes me, you know what I'm saying, that that makes me feel good about t- tomorrow. And that's all that mm-hmm. we ask. And your song and you know, So Many Good Die Young is really about a song about tomorrow, like you said. Right. You know, never Never look as to today and say, I can do it tomorrow. Do it today if you can do it today. Do it today. And yeah, that's what right you're now. saying with that song. And and, and 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 putting it together again came out November 11th. I'm putting it in my newsletter, Will, you know, because uh, you, you're part of my repertoire. I, I, like I said, I, I'm happy. I'm, see, this gets to me to be a fan because I've been a fan all these years, Will. I've been seeing you at the arena theaters and all that good stuff, you know, coming in that right. You, see, I was one of those guys like your daddy. That's my man right there. But he don't know yet. But now <laughs> in 2020, <laughs> we do know each other. And my brother, just keep the legacy building, man. I hope you realize that you have a home here with money making conversation and I will promote you man and like I said when this pandemic pulls up I know you'll be traveling when you come down through uh, Atlanta Georgia that's where I'm based I'm going to invite you down into the studio and uh, we do a one-on-one and we keep building this relationship and just keep keep sending the message of the world down in sound the prince of sophisticated soul (laughs) thank you thank you so much I appreciate you man okay my man be safe now we talk soon Will thank you you got it. Thank See you. you. If you want to hear more money making conversations, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs>